Hey, today we are talking about excelling at your assignment and how complicated that can be as a human just because of sort of how we're morphed into this world and the expectations and the societal norms and all of the crazy things that structure us in this life to remove us from what it is we've always known. And that's where I like to pick up with people is getting back to that because this ability to self-guide has always been there. We just started layering and removing ourselves from it. And so we got to get you back there. It's about following your intuition towards what it is that you want and what you know and have always known. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack. And we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Heyo, welcome to the Death of the Dream podcast where we do dreams quite simply. That's really it. And when we're doing those dreams, We want to find that alignment. We want to find that fire, our passion. We want to reignite our lives. We don't want to settle for what isn't lighting us up. We want to light, fire, inspire, and start living as we've been called to this world, for this world. Because we weren't called here to just get on by like the things that inspired you the way that you create what you were called to do as a child those are the things what are those things before you were impacted by the world what did you want And that's where we want to get you back to and even more importantly we actually want to get you to a place where that's your natural guidance. That's your intuition that keeps you following that path. You knew.
knew what to do, where to go, what was exciting, what moved you in life. You knew those things. It was automatic. You weren't like stopping task your mom as a six-year-old. Hey, mom, would I enjoy going outside to play in the leaves? Hey, mom, would I enjoy doing some crafts, playing with Legos? Do you think, do you think I would? How crazy does that sound, right? Kids aren't asking. They're feeling their way into that. And so that's where we want to get you back to. What feels good? Not asking some coach in California <laughs> what would feel good to you. Not getting prompt and kicked it into ignitement and excitement. You didn't have to be motivated to go play with your dolls. You just were. You intrinsically felt your way through what you wanted in this life. And so I have to believe that once we break down those layers of those societal expectations, that we can get back to following our intuition, following what flows, following what's necessary for us to live our lives the way we were called here to do it. Yikes. So part of following and finding that intuition is starting to believe in yourself. The only way to believe in yourself is to culturally shift how that internal communication is to provide proof. And how do we find proof? through storytelling. And so the biggest, but right, we don't know what a fork is unless our moms told us that that is a fork and forks are generally used to stab food that you want to put in your mouth to therefore eat without making a mess. It's like this wonderful world. But if you didn't have that context, you might be Ariel in the ocean thinking that this is a brush right? Thinking that a fork is a brush. No one told her. No one gave her that proper story of what this utensil is used for. Someone told her another story and therefore she interpreted it as a brush or a dingle hopper, as it may have been described, instead of a fork. It's just stories. And so the more stories that you tell yourself about how amazing you are, about why you should be believing in who you are, the more we shift that narrative, the more that we begin to use the fork for what it is meant to be used, and the more that we back out of believing in what society tells us to believe in. Adopting other people's narratives for us and we start to take control of the narrative. And we own where we go. So, 
it's called greatness grounding. We practice it every single day. I volunteer as tribute <laughs> to show you what mine looks and sounds like every day. It's a little crazy. And then you go take time and do it for yourself because this is the only way to shift that internal conversation to keep showing back up, providing yourself more proof than less. So when you are coming up to that wall, you have this plethora, an encyclopedia even, which some of you, if you're skewing younger, may not know what that is, but an encyclopedia is essentially a book version of what is a Google search tab now. This is where you used to get information from. <laughs> when, you, when you would write papers, you would reference the encyclopedia versus a Google search tab, just for some background there. But we need an encyclopedia of your greatness. We need to be able to gall on it. We need to be able to remember it when we're feeling challenged in that way. And if we have presented ourselves maybe a year full of greatness grounding, we might have enough for what we need to make it to that next level, to that next experience, to that thing that we're shooting for, to that interview. We may come out with the job. We may come out with the money. We may come out with X, Y, and Z. And this is how we sort of vibrationally hold ourselves in alignment. So it's very important. So my great thing from yesterday. Uh, is starting to attract the bigger manifestation of what this has always meant been meant to be. And I love, 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 love how everything that I've done so far hasn't been me out chasing anything. Everyone has come to me. And so, gee, this is now just this realization that, holy crap, you, you're right. It has. What a powerful thing. What a powerful thing. And I... I know when I started this, I had said, like, if I have to force myself, my ideas, my things down people's throats, I don't want it. I don't want it like that. I want to be in a place where it makes sense and where I, where I make sense, not where I have to be out there selling and convincing people. I want people to get what I am about and them to <clears throat> just be, be there, be square, be in that place where they get it and they go on. Huh. I don't know. And that the, that they respond to what I write and how I put myself out there. And so far, that has been extremely effective. 
And I think now about how capable I am. And yesterday, reading through, um, I'm in a executive coaching class through the Kiva Loan Program, through the Global Good Fund, uh, which is out of New York, for executive coaching for the next, I believe it's six months to a year, um, which I'm so extremely grateful for. The doors that have opened for me so far have just been amazing. And I feel so very grateful to have almost like stumbled upon everything that I'm experiencing now and not stumbled at the same time. Like it's this very perplexed thing, you know, but I think to just know that these things are possible, that you're capable of attracting all of these amazing experiences. But yesterday I was reading through the reflection, the 360 coaching review that I was lucky enough to get as a part of this program. And as I'm reading through that, I'm just like, why? Why am I the one cutting myself down when other people aren't? Like, you know? And I know that there's this, like, point of humility, but at the end of the day, like, what am I doing? Why am I not realizing and stepping into power that other people can see, you know, and this has been a constant wave discussion value point for me. And it's not like standing up and going, oh, I'm so amazing. There's nothing wrong with me. But on the other hand, why, why aren't we? standing for more, for more of these things. And as someone who constantly practices greatness grounding, looking at my own scores, you know, there is that balance of like, well, we got to be humble. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But do we? And that's sort of where I was at yesterday, just reading through that. But I still think <laughs> greatness, greatness in that I, I saw things that I didn't believe that I was good at, that other people could see in me, even if I wasn't willing to acknowledge it. And I think now to just know that I'm attracting those people who are willing to show up for me and say things for and about me that are really helpful, I think I'm very grateful for. And... Yeah. 
that's my great thing. Just this attraction of people, experiences, words that are very important right now. And yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been amazing. Okay. So go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. I know, right? This is pretty powerful stuff. And eventually we believe it. It becomes an auto filter where we take in things and we get better at not taking all of them to heart. And we get better at just actively applying this filter, this remembrance that we are great and amazing. And people can come at that from all different angles and we're still going to settle on self-love always. No, we're not perfect. And we deserve love regardless of our imperfections. And that love has to start with ourselves. And we're humans, we're beautiful, and we are beautifully guided to exactly where we are. So um, I read this in one of my books this morning, and it they caused me to stop and pause and really really think and reflect. And it would be really great if my ears didn't pop a million times every time that I swallowed because it's extremely distracting and it's annoying and I'm over it and I'm not ill. I think it's just like this transition of weather and also allergies and also fields and also, I don't know, but the popping, I've had about enough of. I don't know like what needs to be popped or poked or like why there are so many bubbles back and round all up in my head, but I'm over it, okay? So <laughs> this morning I was reading, sorry. <laughs> so if you hear me pausing for what seems like extreme amounts of time, it's probably because I swallowed and the popping didn't stop. Once you pop, you don't stop. Literally my ears right now. So don't mind me. <laughs> so I read this portion in my book and it caused me to stop and pause and just realize how important this is. So this was the one-liner that paused me. A desire to excel at what you have been assigned. And I think what's beautiful about this is you don't really know until you start testing what is supposed to stick. And my friends, my tests look like this constant pushing for a different experience, for wanting something bigger. And yesterday in my coaching session, I had wrote that I'm just... I'm small but big. Like, it has been a constant value set. It has been a constant um, it's been a, a constant narrative in my life that there is this small upbringing 
but big dream reality. And I think this thing and this shift and this attraction point and this vibrational place that we finally got to in life was this exact sentence. You have to desire to excel at what it is you've been assigned. Like I wanted to keep running from my assignment, from this complicated narrative of small but big. And the moment that I surrendered and started accepting that this is where I'm supposed to be, that like there is no running, this is what I'm supposed to excel at. This complicated and cool narrative of small but big. And if I accept that excitement, I could start this alignment path. And knowing that that's the place that I want, that I write from, that that is the place where I am supposed to heal and help, that there are so many people who have this same complicated narrative raised small with big dreams bigger than the smallness you're surrounded by, wanting to break free, but never making it out. And the not making it out, I think, isn't a message that you're not capable. I think is a message that you're supposed to excel at what you've been assigned. And small but big is a very complicated and beautiful assignment. Right? And that, to me, has been the shift. Accepting that assignment and deciding that we're going to excel at that, utilize all of our gifts and the things that we find most amazing and help in a way that only we can help. I mean, I say and think about this all the time, like, sure, absolutely. There are coaches all over this earth <clears throat> that have worked with more people that have developed tried and true strategies that have coached major executives and athletes and blah, 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 right? Their lists of accolades and things would shock into all you. And I'm sure they could be transformational. But in the same lens, I have to think, what do they know about this super small experience? And I'm sure because they are great storytellers and connectors, there is something in their narrative that they can connect with even the smallest experience and they can draw out and make 
real, meaningful, important experiences. But I think having someone who has experienced and lived similar things to what you have lived is where you can find the most transformation. Not because they've worked with a million people and they have every single prompt and thing figured out, but because they're real. It's lived. It's legit. And those are the places that I want to go in. Like I didn't write a book to connect with the world. I wrote a book to connect with people who had that same pain. People who experienced something similar to what I had. People who were suffering and shouldn't be. People who had no desire to excel at what they'd been assigned. Because that was me. I didn't want that assignment. And I had to go figure out what I had been assigned by removing this kind of curtain of societal expectation. And once I threw that aside, once I realized that, like, I didn't care if someone saw me pull up in paint-covered clothes and a car that made a weird clinking sound when it went in the park. Once I decided that I didn't care, it really released this hold that I had put on my life to say, like, this is what you have to look like. And so if this is how people, right, take this projection of who you are, this insecure, false way of communicating who you are without getting to know you, right? They look at your dress pants and your nice car and your nicely put together package of who you're communicating you are, then they would believe that. And if they believe that, then your kids might get into the next level of whatever. And you, you may unlock this up level of experience, but it didn't. It didn't unlock anything worth unlocking to me. It unlocked like more fake experiences, more fake relationships, more false identities and expectations. And pretty soon I was just trying to keep up with this perfect Instagram feed make sure that people knew that it was all good, knew that the perfection, the success that they had experienced and they knew was assigned to our name, knew that that was still in good standing. And eventually, the facade faded and eventually I realized that 
this wasn't it either, that I wanted real connection, that I wanted to show up in what I wanted to show up in, that it was more important that I was experiencing and expressing myself than it was that I kept up this image. So showing up in paint-covered clothes for probably two weeks straight, the same ones, to pick up my kids. Showing up paint-covered felt better than showing up professional-covered. Like, that was real. The paint, the blood, the sweat, the tears the anxiety, the excitement. It was real. It was lived. It was scary. It was fun. It was expression. It was bringing something to life. And it demanded different clothes. A different identity. A new life assignment. And I don't think it was a different assignment than what I had been given all along. It was a decision to desire to excel at what I had been assigned. Because I think for me, The fight felt good. The struggle, the idea that the rest of the world was up against me, right? This thought, this narrative that I, I couldn't do more because I was supposed to do less. If I was supposed to do more, it would have played out this way. But this was the less portion. And I don't think so. Right? I think I had just created and committed to keeping up with the mask. And to make sure I sort of fell to that. Like to make sure to keep up that image, I couldn't do the things that I wanted. I couldn't excel at what I was assigned because I had forgotten what that even was. And I had truthfully written that off as something that was for me. And how many of us get into that place where, you know, you kind of just go into survival mode and you start just going through the motions and not really asking those questions. What do I want? What do I desire? Where am I being placed and why? Why is this significant? What is this experience telling me and why am I here? Because it's all playing into this bigger card. What you have been assigned. 
And finding that takes tapping back into what you've always known, who you've always been, and how you've always operated in this world. And getting back to that place does not take kicking your butt into motivation mode. It takes softening, relearning and reliving life as you did at your inception. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world. <laughs>